Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest joining us on the I Drink From Skulls podcast today. We have the renegade from Rosemont, the pulverizer from Plymouth. We have the founder and CEO of Roofer Marketers, Mr. Jim Arlene. Good. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure to have you join the I Drink From Skulls podcast. You've been podcasting for quite a while, is that right? Yeah, 2019 is when I started the the Roofing Success podcast. So hundred, almost 150 episodes in at this time. Damn. So, well, you'll have to grade me at the end of this bad boy. <laughs> Give me some tips. Help me out, Jim. Oh, uh, you're doing fine. Let's <laughs> go. I drink from skulls. Drink from the skulls of my enemies. For the benefit of everyone watching today, my good man, who is Jim Ali? Yeah, uh, like you said, I'm the co-founder of Roofer Marketers. That's how we kind of connected, right, as, as being uh, in the marketing side of the roofing industry. You know, going back a, a long way as I was the kid with the paper route at, at 11 years old, selling candy door to door at 12, 13 years old, always been entrepreneurial. Took a little while to kind of find my way. Uh, I, I graduated college ten years after I after I graduated high school, and uh, and that degree was in management of information systems, which is like half computer science, half business administration. And that was in the very early two thousands. And uh, I was like, man, how could we go wrong here? Then I realized that I'm not a programmer, Matt. And uh, searching for semicolons and capital letters was not in my future. And, uh, and, and that, but that entrepreneurialness came back out and I've always been involved in businesses, a lot of real estate businesses, mortgage businesses. And, uh, and then that led to along the way, I, I knew how to build these websites and these things. So I always became the, the guy in the business to do the, that kind of digital marketing. Um, and then other friends of mine would be like, Hey, you know how to do that website thing, right? Like, can you make one for me? And that progressed and progressed, uh, over time. So I learned Facebook ads, uh, selling t-shirts on Facebook back in like 2009, you know, Google ads, running Google ads for my real estate, uh, real estate business and mortgage businesses. And, and that all kind of came together. I, 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 into roofer marketers where I, I met my business partner, Brian Niebler and, and back in uh, 2018, we formed uh, we formed Roofer Marketers. So you've always had the entrepreneurial bug. I love that. Before they called it that, right? Like before it was yeah. like, cool. It was just like, I, I know that I, I want to own businesses or I want to do something myself. You know, I want to build it, build something myself. So I love that. And, you know, the, the name of the business, Roofer Marketers, says it all. How did you get into the roofing industry? Love to hear more about that. Yeah. So at... at there was a point in time where I was doing a, a, a fair amount of real estate investing, fix and flips and things like that. And I was GCing all my own projects. And like, again, people start, people would ask, Hey, can you do this? Can you help me with that? Um, and a lot of, at that point in time, a lot of them were contractors. And then, so I started doing work for, for more and more contractors, a few roofing contractors. And then my business partner, Brian Niebler had a couple of clients that were roofing contractors also. And, uh, and we both, I don't know what it is about this industry, but it finds you in a way, yeah. right? Like it, it but it, but I, I definitely like the people, the, you know, everything about the industry is, uh, is kind of, we were like, yeah, that's the way we want to go. I, I couldn't be a marketer for an attorney or, uh, you yeah. know, like it's just not me. <laughs> so gotcha. The roofing industry called you 2018, fast forward to 2023 now and have to help me fill in the blanks, yeah. but from what I know, you work with hundreds of clients. Would that be yeah. fair to say? Yeah. 
couple of hundred clients, which is just fantastic and amazing in pretty much every state of the US. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. taking an education. Yeah, awesome. Retail, storm restoration, uh, almost all, all of our contractors are more on the retail so, or uh, on the residential side. Some do commercial yeah. also, but but more that direct to consumer is is where that marketing, which you know very well, you know. Yeah, love that. That's amazing. And you guys, there's a heavy focus on SEO. Do you do some pay per click and and Google sort of stuff, Facebook? Or? Yeah, we focus on kind of an omnipresent framework, right? So online, that's you know your website and your SEO for your website, your Google business profile optimization, your Google ads search and display, your Google local services ads, and then your social media advertising. So we're focused on all of those components. And how does it work with like, let's say, does someone reach out to you? How do you, how are roofers finding you guys? Yeah. I mean, mostly, I mean, we do a, like, like, you know, we do like you, we do a lot of content, right? So the podcast yeah. or YouTube channel, monthly webinars where we, we, we lead with education speak at a lot of the industry events. When we founded Roofer Marketers, we put an equal emphasis on on the results for our current client base and then also on educating the industry on on things that they can do. So and I think in doing that, that that really has been an attraction to to our company for a lot of for, for a lot of roofers. Hundred percent. Because that's that's one thing that we see you you probably dealt with it more than anyone. Um, I see it all the time. Is that roofers have been they paid some money to someone who knows who maybe they live in a basement with their mum they took a course they think they're a marketer and they don't really know what they're doing but they've they've been able to um, sell a roofer or a contractor and not deliver results so how do you like do you do you see that much do you experience that yeah you mean Kenny so, so, with yeah. Kenny with a keyboard right like the, yeah. instead of chucking a truck <laughs> I call him Kenny with a keyboard right yeah I like, like that it, it's you know, there's a lot of that, right? I mean, you're in, you're in the space too. There's, there's a lot of dreams being sold from the digital marketing coaches <laughs> out there yeah, uh, of how to do this. And, you know, I don't fault people for trying, no. right? Like that's one of the things that I, I, I see a lot. Like it's the same thing with the guy that, you know, starts up his own contracting business. Like, man, in the beginning, you're probably not going to do a good job on a lot of things, right? There's a yeah. learning process. But I also think that there's a, I don't know, maybe a, a an honesty to it, right? Like you have to be honest about that, um, not overpromise and underdeliver, you know, especially in those stages. I love competition. I love more and more marketers, you know, coming into the business and, and industry. And but we definitely want them to execute and help the contractors, right? We, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate when when people, you know, invest a lot of money and don't get anything in return. That also falls on the contractor some too. What does your hat say there, yeah. Matt? Call the damn leads. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> right there's even on the show. And call the damn leads. Like there's yeah. another thing is a, you know, in this bit in in this aspect is is self-awareness, right? Is your company ready to take on leads? Who's yeah. going to answer the phone? What's the process of the appointment set? You know, what's your sales presentation look like? What What is your follow-up from your sales presentation all the way through production? How are you communicating with your customers through the production process? And then how you how are you turning those people into referrals down the road? So, you know, a lot of times I think you have marketers that are maybe just starting out, right? You got Kenny and a keyboard. 
trying to trying to sell his services to Chuck in a truck, and it just you know nothing's going to work yeah. well there. Nothing's going to work out well. Yeah, hundred percent. How do you like? Let's say someone's come in. What do you? What's your process look like in terms of seeing if you can help a roofer or not? Yeah, for you know, for us, our main thing is is goals, right? So we want to have a conversation around goals. What What did yeah. you do in revenue last year? What's your goal for this year? What things do you have in place to get to those goals? What things do you do you need to put in place? What's your current lead flow look like? I like to talk about this, Matt. Like where, like if you're a two, if you have if you're at two million in in revenue, right? And if you don't do anything different next year, you'll still get to that two million in revenue. Maybe you've been in business for a while. People are referring you, right? You have enough lead flow coming in for that two million dollar revenue level. Yeah. But if it changes for you and now you're like, you know what? I want to double next year. I want to get to 4 million in revenue. There's a gap there, right? Between that two and 4 million that you have to fill. And so marketing is essentially just buying market share. So you're going to have to go out and buy that additional 2 million, right? And that's going to be through your marketing, whether you're knocking doors, whether you're doing Facebook ads, you're working on your SEO, you're Whatever you're doing, you're going to have to go out there and buy that market share. So that's kind of what we're looking at, right? We want to know where you're at, kind of what what gap you need to fill, the expectations that you have in terms of customer acquisition cost. You know, what is a good customer acquisition cost for you? If you tell me that, you know, nothing over, you know, we 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 don't want to pay over five, 50 bucks for a customer. That's going to be a tough one, right? <laughs> like that's a Very click tough. on Google ads. You know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah. you know, so understanding the expectations of the contractor and knowing if they're realistic expectations, timeline expectations. There's a lot of contractors that are like, I'll give you a thousand dollars. I'll put a thousand dollars in. If that turns into some kind of magic, I'll invest another thousand. That's not, you know, so we're making sure that we're, that's not going to happen with us. We're, you know, we do long-term plans. SEO takes time. Everything takes time. There are some things that are faster than others. The paid advertising side, of course, is faster than the SEO in a lot of cases, but, but we want to make sure that, that, Hey, we're in line and and we're looking for people, for companies that, that we can more partner with than, and, and be a resource to than have any kind of adversarial relationship with. Yeah, and I think that if, if people really sat down, I guess we're, we'll focus on roofers specifically. If a roofer really sat down and thought about it and went to himself, okay, I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to give something one month, and if it doesn't work, it's done. Yeah. Like in terms of reality, it, it's very difficult to get a an, an exceptional result in one month. I've done it. You, you've definitely done it in the past, but. If you don't have that long-term view and a long-term approach to investing in your business, to growing your business, it's going to fall apart pretty quick, really. Yeah, that that's what it is. It's the long-term vision. And I kind of like in the results factor, right? It's always really big results that people want, which of course is, is amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's what you want for your business. But you know, let's, let's th- look at it in terms of fitness, right? If you want to go and become Mr. Olympia, you go to your local gym and you're like, hey, I'm going to try this for a month. If I'm not Mr. Olympia, I'm out. Yeah. Well, no, man, you got to, you got to work your way through the process. You got to build a little muscle. You got to build and, and you have to understand that you, you're, you're making small gains, small gains, small gains for over time. Those turn into huge gains. So yeah, expectations are, are tough, man. And, and part of the challenge of the expectations are those, uh, Kenny with the keyboards, right? Are those, 
those yeah. unscrupulous marketing companies that 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 promise magic, right? But it's not magic, man. It's just marketing. Yeah. And just just on the expectation, what is it that you set? Let's like rivers come in. They've, they've you know you're going through your your process or the team's going through the sales process. You've identified where they're at, where they're looking to get to. There is the gap there. They've got a good growth mindset. What do you sort of say to them next in terms of let's just focus on SEO and we can do a little bit about PPC as well? Yeah. So we we focus on the, the kind of the reason that we do it all at the same time is because yep. it's the plant a tree now, right? Or when when's the best time to plant a tree, right? Now, 20 years ago or now, right? And so with we want to get the SEO started because that's going to take some time to build up. And it, it, it varies a lot, right? Are you a brand new company? Are you very established? Like there's a lot of nuance in that of how long it will take to start getting more effective results in your SEO. But in the meantime, let's start buying some leads, right? Let's let's go to Google ads. Let's go to Facebook ads, you know, Instagram ads. Let's go and buy some market share to start creating a, some cash flow to that, yeah. that, that supports your marketing efforts through time, right? It's tough to do to me. It, it seems tough tough to do one or the other, right? You because the, with with paid ads are amazing because you could get to those cut you could get to customers quickly, right? And you could get those leads generating quickly. But when you turn them off, you turn them off. With yeah. with SEO, it may take a long a longer period of time to get the, to those customers to get to those leads. Once you're there, you can't turn it off, right? Like yeah. So I, I think that it, the balance is very important. And are you seeing that with? With a lot of roofers, do they want to do a combination of both or is it more like a budget thing? Yeah, I think it's a budget thing, right? Yeah. For sure, it's a budget thing. And and I think in terms of budget, I, I look at contractors like a million and a half gross revenue and below, like a goal there. That's kind of that startup phase, right? You're, you're, yeah. you know, you're self, you're very self-employed in that stage, right? You're, yeah. you're, you know, you're probably doing everything. You probably don't have a lot of money to invest and your time is limited too because you're doing so many things. A lot of times, you know, we kind of start people off with, hey, let's start your SEO now, right? And we have a, a program that's for that that person, right? That that contractor. Gotcha. Where it's not an enormous investment, but it's the beginnings of it, right? And then from there, it's like, hey, go and do some other marketing, go and knock some doors, go and do the other things to keep that to, to build that business. And then as you move up in that million and a half to $3 million range, now you start to, all right, we have a little bit of, now we have a little bit of time along with our money, right? We can hire a couple of people. We can hire some people in our business. We could allocate some funds for marketing. Now there's an, there's kind of, that's that middle stage, but maybe you don't, you don't have a full, you're still self-employed a lot in that, in that phase, right? Then when you get above that is is where we see a lot of contractors that are more business owners, right? They're 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 yeah. they're starting to move out of some of the roles in the business. They're they have a, a good team in place, and then that and that type of contractor needs a different kind of a, different things, right? They need more of a lot of things. Got you. And so is that you you break that down, you have a look at where they're at, um, which we focused on a little bit just before. Do you recommend they go and get reviews oh, or heck yeah, like? Man. <laughs> yeah gotcha. right like yeah and everything performs better with 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 a company that has great reviews and i i, I mean i'd love yeah. your input on this on the on the facebook ad side of things but i've always been really like google rev reviews on google will make all of your paid advertising better because people look you up yeah they'll increase it'll increase your sales rates 
your your conversion rates on your sales. It'll increase the conversion rates on your uh, on on people uh, reaching out to you from a lead. Everything is better when you have a great reputation on Google. Absolutely, I think that goes across the board. When I say I think, I know yeah. with certainty it goes across the board. It won't necessarily affect the cost of the lead coming in with a Facebook ad, but it one hundred percent affects the percentage of people that go and look at the website. Normally with Facebook ads, we'll see a, an increase in sort of 15% in website traffic. So I put that down to, we see their ad, we see the ad, we get their attention, then they're like, okay, well, who the hell are these guys? Yep. Just seen an ad. So they are doing a bit of research. And if you don't have any, any reviews or if you have very limited reviews, you're putting yourself in a very tough position versus someone who has a, a ton of different reviews or even just a good number of re- reviews. So... It makes the sales process that much harder, which makes sense, right? Because people don't, you know, people are looking to, to, to they, they want someone that they can trust, right? They're very, there are contractors on the news, on the nightly news across the, <laughs> across the United States and probably in Australia too, right? Like that, you yeah. know, contractors on the news who scammed grandma, right? Took grandma's yeah. money to ripped off these people, did that, you know, so, so people are looking for that trust factor. And that's kind of what we're, what we do in that beginning stage is that the website that we build for them, you know, when someone hits that website, they're, they have some Facebook ads running now. Someone goes to the website, it's professional. It has authentic photos of them and their team. And, you know, if they have a team or just them and their family even, or something yeah. that is more, you know, a higher level of, of, of authenticity than that, than, you know, some GoDaddy website that you stuck together. And I, I did a, a podcast episode with a guy named Ryan Kettering from Prolific Brand Design. Brand expert, love this dude. One of the things he said is you have a brand whether you know it or not. And this is kind of to the point of what you're talking about, right? You're increasing these website visits with the Facebook ads you're running. You have a brand whether you know it or not. So when people go and visit your b- website and look at your Google reviews, that's part of your brand. Uh, just the same way as, as when you pull up in front of their house with your truck, right? If you have a nice, a newer truck, professionally wrapped, looks good, clean, right? Or you pull up in a rusty 1997 Ford F-150 with a, with a magnet stuck on the side, right? Yeah. That Ford F-150 with the magnet stuck on the side, the brand of that company is you can negotiate with me. Yeah. Right. The professionally wrapped truck, the more professional appearance in your website, in your Facebook page, in your social media postings, in all of those things, it builds trust. Absolutely. Well, even I even go down to like further detail, and no doubt you do as well with with roofers. Like, are you showing up on time for your appointments? Are you dressed for success? Do you look the part? And when I mean on time, I mean ten minutes early. How are you presenting? It, it, it all plays that part because that first impression is so important. Yep. You have a couple of seconds to either win someone over or lose them. Humans make that decision subconsciously very quickly. So if you're late, if you've rocked up, if your truck's a mess, it's all these little... De- if you're someone who's canceling and trying to reschedule appointments, you lose that trust so quick. And then from the other side of it, if the marketing's not congruent, let's say we've got ads saying you know, whatever they say, we can, we get you this roof for free, like whatever. And then the website's nice and professional, clean, and they're not congruent. You're going to have problems there really, aren't you? You are. Uh, here's an example of it that just happened recently. Uh, my wife gets a lot of Facebook ads and she loves to click on them. And there was a, there was a solar ad that, that came across her page 
and uh and 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 it was like it had solar panels on like the side of the house something it was a it was a different image right and so she's like what is that like and she gets down a funnel right she gets in the funnel and and all of a sudden there's an appointment booked and she's like all right whatever i'll have you know let let someone come out and chat with me and yeah. uh the guy shows up 20 minutes late in a car with a the bumper was like broken a little bit and hanging off a little bit very not well kept dirty shoes different you know she yeah. was like yeah no you're not we're not sitting at the kitchen table not a chance not, right yeah. like not a chance you're you know and then she was in in the congruency that you're talking about between the ad copy and the image in the ad versus the the expectation she was like now i was kind of interested in the in the image in the ad had this thing that i hadn't really seen before it was like solar panels yeah. on the side of a house he's like oh that's just the lead gen company that we you know like uh, you're out bud like that was yeah it's done. that was wasted money right there um you know for yeah. the company that employs him so yeah i mean you got to have that congruency it, it and and people the professionalism it, it, especially yeah. i'm sure you've noticed matt over the years the professionalism in the roofing industry has has exponentially increased man there's a lot of great companies out there right now and if you have to compete with those with some really professional companies with well-designed customer experiences right yeah. well thought out brands it's something that you have to consider as a contractor like i you have to you have to have a keep your game up right step your game up and it, that's um kind of guess that that will lead us into our next topic which i'm keen to talk to you about just quickly though the if you if we think about what's happening in the roofing space there's a lot of private equity money coming in there's there's companies being bought and invested in um, from industries that absolutely kill and crush the client experience. There's just a there's been a flood of attention into the roofing space because number one, it's lucrative. Number two, it's recession proof. It's a great industry. So it only makes sense that the professionalism is just going to continue to flood in. And when the level and the standard is raised, it's going to continue there's no there's only one way and that's up. Which leads that's a long-winded way of me getting into my question, which I saw recently um, and it you know, if you're unless you've been asleep in the roofing industry, you wouldn't have seen it. But you've recently been acquired by Job Nimbus. Yeah. So number one, congratulations! I think that was so awesome when I saw that. I was like, wow, that's that's amazing. Got to ask you about that at yeah, some man. point. Number two, how did like how did that come about? How 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 what's the experience been so far? So that came about by Job Nimbus. Is it's kind of a standard thing in not a standard thing, I should say, but it, it happens in the industry. So Job Nimbus surveyed all their clients. They do a client survey every year, and the number yep. one thing a couple years in a row were marketing, like that people needed help with marketing, and any live events that they do, their people are talking. They're like, hey, what do you? We need help with marketing, and so it fits together so well, right? The you know software like job nimbus helping people to really systematize their businesses and create efficiencies through technology in their businesses boy when that happens now it's like oh we have a we can turn the volume up on 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 our lead flow we can turn you know we can you know really grow this thing and and have the the understanding of that so with that they'd been reaching out and talking to us for a while uh and we were 
not thinking about selling, but I'll tell you, I all, I truly believe that every business should be built to sell. 100%. Right? And if you build a business to sell, you are building a business. And that that's separate from being self-employed, right? If you want to be the person in your business and do everything all day, every day, that's, that's where you're going to get stuck. You're not building a business. So when I say I think all businesses should be built to sell, it's that everything should be built in a business way, right? Standard operating procedures, building a, a, a company culture, you know, core values and, and all of those things that are, that go into building a business. And so they started reaching out because they were getting such feedback from their, their customers about marketing. They looked out into the, you know, into the space and we were there and, and started having conversations. And, uh, the CEO, Ben Hudson and I did a, a business building series for job Nimbus, a, a web, a web series that's on their YouTube channel. And, uh, boy, that it became very apparent that we, we were in alignment on a lot of things. And so that's when the, the, the conversation started to progress a little bit more. But we didn't feel we were in a place, right? Businesses get sold on multiples. I have friends that own agencies that have sold. I know what they sold for. We had goals in terms of where we wanted to get the business to before we sold because we wanted, yeah. you know, we had our goals of if we, if we did ever sell. And, and so, you know, there was a time where essentially they came to us and they were like, hey, just give us a shot. Let's see what what we can do, and uh, and and so we we had more further conversations, and and we're again it's it's crazy the alignment that we had it was weird almost our core values were almost like were eerily similar the yeah. like the the we both ran run EOS in the business so we're both structured yeah. very similarly our team culture and their team culture our whole team flew out to. To, to the job Nimbus offices and we're, we were all out there for a week. It was like we'd all worked together for years. And then we both had yeah. the same vision in, into the future that, you know, job Nimbus's mission is making contractors heroes. And that was, I mean, almost exactly in, in different words than what we were yeah. doing. Right. And then, so it was, there was a lot of cool things and a lot of opportunity for us, right? A lot of opportunity to serve hundreds and hundreds of additional contractors that are job Nimbus users. And so that that's how it kind of came about. Um, and, and Brian and I looked at, uh, you know, looked at it and we were like, this is, it, it was so strange how well we aligned. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. You yeah. Know? And you, you shared so many cool things and I want to focus a little bit more on EOS, what that is, uh, for roofers, contractors, marketers, anyone that watches the importance of that. We, my wife and I implemented Traction, the book Traction and EOS, our version of EOS, mid 2021s, the most powerful thing I've ever done in business. Traction for me personally is the best book I've ever read related to that thing. Talk to us about EOS, setting yourself up to be sold. You don't have to sell, but to be in the position to be. I'd love to hear more. Yeah, be in a position to be. And, and so EOS is the entrepreneurial operating system. So it's a framework to to run your business, right? In theory, like you start with your core values, developing your core values, and then you start with an organizational chart. But it's not an organizational chart of the people in your business. It's the seats that you will need in your business as you grow, right? So you have yeah. all of these seats, you define those seats 
And then you start to write people's names in them afterwards, right? Which I think is a real powerful exercise. I don't know if you did that, Matt, when you guys got started with the OS and it was like, yeah, whoa, I'm sitting in a lot of seats. (laughs) A lot of seats over here. Katie, a lot of seats. Matt, a lot of seats. That's right. And (laughs) so, but then then that that that's a level of self-awareness i think that gives you a level of self-awareness and if you have self-awareness with you know true self-awareness you'll know which of the seats you would rather be in or should be yeah. in and, and all of us have different strengths and weaknesses and 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 so maybe you're more operational minded you 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 maybe need to be in those operational seats you may be more sales more of a salesperson you may need to be in those sales seats or and so getting that understanding, clear understanding there of, of that, then on an ongoing basis, they have a rhythm of, of, uh, of how to meet and deal with issues in your company. So they're called level 10 yeah. meetings and quarterly rocks. So the concept is, you know, to fill a glass, uh, if you put the sand in first, it'll fill the glass, if you put the sand in first, it'll fill the glass. And, uh, and then there's no room for the rocks and pebbles, right? But if you put the rocks in first and then the pebbles, you'll be able to put the sand in also. So that's where, uh, that that's kind of the foundation of it. So your rocks are things that you do on a quarterly basis that are the big things that move the business forward. And that's why it's called traction. That's why the book is called traction. That's how you gain traction in your business is by getting those 90 day, the big things done ongoing basis on a weekly basis in your, what are called level 10 meetings, you're dealing with issues. And those issues are things that can be solved in a week, right? So things that can be solved quickly. Uh, And, and this is what we did. We, we started implementing in a 2021 also, Matt, and it was like, the first quarter that we did this, we were like, we got so much done. I can't even yeah. believe it. Is that how you felt? hundred percent. It was cruelty. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best experience I've ever had. Even what, like starting right at the start, getting the vision dialed in core values. You then know how to operate. You then know exactly what you stand for. You know who to attract and why. And then the um, the accountability chart that was super powerful too because it's not ex- it's not about where you're at right now. You, no, you're a smaller business. You're going to be wearing a ton of different hats, but it is about having that vision and foresight of looking to go like where you want to be and what roles are required and who's the right person to sit in that seat. So I I found it the best the the best experience I've ever gone through in business. I don't know how we operated without it to be honest, but one of my other favorite things is uh, the people analyzer. So as you grow your team, instead of doing like quarterly reviews with your team and, you know, kind of, hey, how you doing, this and that, you do a people analyzer. And it's essentially you rate everyone on your team uh, against your core values. So a plus, a minus, or a plus minus. So a plus shows, says that they exude your core value a plus minus they're you know they're in between and a minus is they're they're working against your core value and then so you get to look at that and boy it brings to light the people who are not in alignment with your core values really quickly then there's a second part to that it's get it want it and have the capacity and in that it's do they get the role right so you want someone who's aligned with their core with your core values but are they in the right seat is the second question to that. So do they get it? Do they want it? And do they have the capacity? Sometimes you have people that work for you that are amazing. You hired them for one role, but they're just, they just don't, 
either they don't want it, they don't like that what they're doing, they don't, or they don't get it. They're just not getting it. And so you get to say, well, maybe this person is better in this seat or that seat, but they align with your core values, which is the most important. So that to yeah. me, man, that was another one that was like, it was very eye-opening. It identifies the people that can be put that potentially can be toxic to your culture really quickly. Something that any, like anyone who's, who's caught any of those nuggets needs to do is go and buy the book traction, buy it on audio. Did you have someone help you implement? We, we did. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, you know, there's a lot, it's a lot of stuff. Um, it is. I, I know people that have self self implemented or even just implemented a, a couple of things from it, and yeah. it's it's worked. We did it over probably over the course of what was it about? I think it was over the course of about nine months that we that gotcha. we that we implemented everything. Yeah, as I said, that's it's been the most powerful thing I've done in business. Um, another system that's that's equally as great is called the Scaling Up yeah. by Vern Horsch. Like probably a little bit it's got a little bit more in it a little bit more meat but you can't go wrong with either of them shows you how to have that structure that you need how to implement like how to how to have a real business yeah and not just be uh running around like a lunatic uh, with no tracking or recording of of standard operating procedures it, it really does help you systematize the business hey? it's like, i don't know your background specifically but like i never worked for like a big company and right? i never had that experience of like the, the organizational structure and the meeting cadence and the, of a yeah. large, like a fortune 500 kind of company. Right. And, um, and so as you're starting businesses, you don't have the vision of what that would look like at scale. Right. And, and so these, like, like you're saying, uh, scaling up and, and traction are, are two very, very great, uh, ways that, uh, that someone that, that hasn't had that type of experience can can start to put that framework together in their businesses. Yeah, I love that. And I guess with without that, without an EOS, it would have been a different conversation with Job Nimbus or anyone that was looking to acquire or invest in a business. It is one of the things I noticed too, because I coach digital agency uh, owners uh, through the a group called the Seven Figure Agency, and. Uh, it's all, you know, in putting together all of your processes and really documenting things and having trainings and having, you know, everything in place to, you know, onboard a, a not just a client, you know, take a client through your the fulfillment of your services, but also bringing on new employees and training them. And the more you have built out around that, the more attractive you are to kind of taking the private equity conversation back to the roofing industry. You know, we see, uh, I've, I've seen kind of two examples in, in the roofing industry. Now there's, there are, there's a lot of private equity money coming in to invest in the roofing industry, as you said. And it seems to me that there's, they're either, they're looking for a company to make a platform out of, or they're looking for companies to attach to an existing platform. And, and when I'm talking about platform, it it's the companies that they're looking for in that regard seem to be ones that have their pro their systems and processes dialed in, right? And yeah. then they can take that model and replicate it into future acquisitions. And you know, they they go and find a struggling or not a struggling, but a less organized five million dollar company, but they could take these processes, implement that. And and that five million dollar company becomes fifteen overnight, right? That's the type of yeah. 
of idea that private equity is is looking for. So you have two opportunities. You have the opportunity to attach yourself, attach your company to uh, a platform, and 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 maybe that will help your business. Then you don't have to create everything, right? Or probably a um, an avenue with a with a potential a higher return would be if you had all of your stuff in line and someone acquired you to become the platform to roll other companies under. But I'll tell you, there's an opportunity right now that I don't think most contractors would ever have imagined that they would have in their lifetime. Yeah. Right. Like it is so cool, man. Like that we had a, we have a client that, that, that exited recently. Um, when they started with us, they were a $5 million company. They, they, I think over the three years they got that they were with us two and a half, three years, they, they grew to about 12 million and they, they did their exit man. And, and it was, I mean, it's just a family business, right? Like the, it's, it's a generational wealth change. This person's family has changed f- probably for, for many generations to come because of the, because of the opportunity that is coming from, uh, these private equity fr- funds, right? Now I know you you threw out a couple of things there in the in in, in there that you know the customer experience may become diminished over time with some of these uh, you know with some when when some of this money hits the market because they're looking at different aspects of things right they're maybe they're they're looking at efficiencies and 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 profitability sometimes or or where you might think they're looking for profitability over the customer experience. It's pretty cool, man. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that, that a contractor has open to them now that they didn't before. It's amazing. Maybe 10, 20 years ago, a roofer, a contractor thinking about true exit strategy that could create generational wealth, a, a real succession plan. That's, that's, that's the reality now. Yeah. That's, that's available. That's, um, that's where we're at. Yeah. Years ago, it was, I mean, most, most contractors would sell to an employee Right. Like that would, that was kind yep. of the option. And you, you got, you know, maybe a two, three multiple on your revenue and, you know, and, and they, they didn't give you all the money up at once. Right. This is like, you, you kind of seller financed no. the deal over 10 years with them and, you know, hope they didn't run it into the ground and, yep. and they were able to pay you, you know, it's a, it's a much different world. So that's so cool. And I guess that's like, you've shown firsthand, um, leading the industry, it's, uh, whilst it's roofing specific, um, we are in the roofing yeah. industry, advertisers, marketers, SEO companies, and everyone in between. So software companies, CRMs, like it, it is there if you've got something that's delivering um, real tangible results and you've got a, an actual business out of it, it could be an opportunity for you. Yeah, it's really cool, man. It, it's It was a really great experience to go through. It was a very painful experience. <laughs> oh yeah, they, uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of due diligence that happens when you know in these things, but it's well worth it. And I, I mean, for me, it's just it. I'm a gratitude person, man. So like, just to be like to be able to have actually gone through something like this is something that very few people get to do. So you know, it, it, yeah. it's so cool to be able to do that. I love that. Have you got any recommendations on where to find someone to help you implement traction um, or or an EOS? So EOS trains uh, that has a has a training program, 
And so, uh, I have a couple of, yeah. I know a couple of people who have gone through their training program to be, to become, uh, yoga EOS integrators. And I, I wouldn't doubt <clears throat> if they have that on, um, on their website, like a list of people who've been certified. I would, that's yeah. where I would start. I'm not sure. We, we had a recommendation from another, uh, a, a mentor of mine, actually, that, uh, that's how we got to our integrator. They, in, he did, he used, uh, this company as an integrator for his, uh, for his agency. So we use that. So the, in the contracting space, um, there are a couple that a couple of, um, companies that do implement that. I've seen them at trade shows. The contractor connection, I think they do. Uh, I think they, they do, uh, an gotcha. EOS implementation. There's a few of them out there. Yeah. Like anything, do some research there. Yeah. From memory traction does have certified implementers. So there's, there's options there. And then, yeah, we, we, for us, we interviewed, um, and brought on someone for the, the role of ops and integrator. And that's, we, they just, they yeah. introduced us to traction. That's how we got into it. So yeah, that was when a you're really interviewing good... people for your, like a, a general manager position or a operations type of person, um, you know, look at their experience in EOS. There's it's, it's becoming more and more popular. And there are a lot of people that are, that are well-trained in, in, uh, in EOS that are, that, that could, uh, just kind of move into an operations role for you and, you know, integrate yeah. for you at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Mate, what's a question I should have asked you, but didn't, I don't know. <laughs> We've covered a lot of stuff here, man. We've covered we a covered lot a of bit. stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, the question that you should have asked me that you didn't ask me is when am I coming to Australia to visit? That's the, that's the question. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. We got to get you out here. Fly into the future. I love that. That's a great way to put it. Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You live in a, in, in some, be in a beautiful area of the country. I've watched your social media and stuff like that, man. That must be a, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's you know, we've we've covered a lot of stuff. I think we're uh I think we've uh we've we've gotten some good uh some good info for the people. Absolutely. Where can people connect with you? What's the best way to get in contact with you? Yep. Roofermarketers.com, uh at the roofer marketers on all social media, at roofing success, roofing success podcast. We're where you will you will see us everywhere. So very clear, concise branding. That's I think that's the last little nugget for anyone who's who's with us. Jim, you've been absolutely fantastic. It's been a pleasure having you on the I Drink from Skulls podcast. You'll have to grade me now, mate. We're we're at the end of the day. Yeah, man. We got a we got a solid nine. Solid nine. Nice. Hard to be a ten. Nobody's a ten. I might um I might come up with some branding that I'm just nobody because nobody's a ten. I'll have to get there at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, drop them. Dropping gold all day long. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. And that is a wrap from the I Drink From Skulls podcast. We'll see you on the next episode.